Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. Good afternoon, everybody. Are you an entrepreneur? Are you a businessman? Or do you have a company? Are you a CEO or a CFO or one of those big title lettered things? that some people are, and if you're any of those, or if you're, a, I don't know, a pastor, or you're running a household, uh, the gentleman that we have with us today, uh, John Taylor McIntyre is with us. He's written a book, The Keys to Authenticity, uh, along with a good, good friend of the show, Jack Canfield, and uh, he is also um, working to help people understand how to um build a better community, a better career, a better, whether it's individually or collectively. He does all those things. He's been, he's worked around the world and he's taken a little bit of this and a little bit of that from this culture, from that culture. And he's put it all together in a comprehensive way of any, it's a program that he calls sync. And we're going to get into all of that in just a second. But first I have to say hello to John. John, how are you? I'm great, Kevin. Uh, nice to be with you again. Yeah, it's awesome, awesome to have you back, sir. I've been looking forward to this because, you know, business is one of those things. And, and you know, and, and actually human behavior, I think, is, is more along the lines of what it is that you do uh, because we are all trying to do the best that we can or think we're doing the best that we can. But a lot of times we we get lost in all the stuff that uh, is required of us and and uh, i'm glad that you wrote the book uh, keys to authenticity and uh, let's, i guess that's a good place to start why don't we start there how did that book come to be well this is the book and um the book is an anthology and i happen to be a trainer for the success principles um underneath jack canfield and had an opportunity to be participate in this book. Um, I'm the second chapter after Jack, and there's another uh, um, 15 or 20 that, that come after that. But it's really an anthology about um, about how authenticity is really important in a lot of different aspects. And the way I was looking at it was uh, from the viewpoint of inventors and entrepreneurs and what they need to do to actually be um, authentic and how why authenticity is really important, especially in this day and age. It is more important than ever because information is more readily available than ever. And you, it's hard sometimes to keep everybody, as, I, as I've said in the past, uh, rowing in the same direction and keeping everybody working together, understanding what the bigger mission is and what their role in it is. And that is a lot of what it is that you are doing is you're helping people understand how to put all that together and then hold it together, right? Absolutely, yeah. And I think that the, you know culture is really key here, but uh, you've got the different cultures of the different groups within even your own organization that you need to have um, understand and get an idea as to, you know, how do those people think in the finance office versus those in the sales office versus those who, who maybe make a manufacture a product? They all think differently. They all talk differently. And you need to kind of get them all on the same page before you can actually get people to congeal. Well, you know, it's interesting because if you are like an engineer or an internal auditor, 
your brain tends to think in a certain way that is different fundamentally from how a manager will look at things or a sales guy will look at things. So there can become conflict within an organization because the different people have got different agendas. Um, and your, your program helps bring those agendas together. How does it do that? Well, you know, just going off of what you were just talking about, how everybody kind of thinks differently, um, I have what's called the orbs of influence. Um, sometimes people will call it a spheres of influence or whatever, but I call them orbs because um, it's more organic. Um, spheres are like, you know, kind of completely, you know, round and, and uh, you know, uniform and such. But, but um, orbs is something that's, that's organic and it's something that's different for each person. So you've got your, your orb in the middle and then you you're looking at all these different orbs and some are closer than others and you're trying to actually pull them together so when you're learning about these orbs um you're you're trying to understand uh how does that other orb think so if it's like me dealing with the finance office you know i need to understand how those accountants think and and understand you know what makes them tick and and what are the things that i should be uh using to talk to them and what are the things that i shouldn't be using to talk to them with because um, that language is really important to get them, you know, onto the same page, speaking the same language. Um, part part of the same language is is trying to deal with the curse of Babel, okay? And and so we're trying to to alleviate that activity where all these languages are out there, everybody's speaking something different, and somehow you're disconnecting because you're not um, you're not on the on in the same wavelength, you're not speaking the same language, so. You get everybody, you understand what they're thinking first. You try to help them understand what your issue is that you're talking about. And then you start talking the same language and you help them understand why what you're doing is important to them. Okay. And why what they're doing is important to you. And so you get this, this act of commonality uh, together and people start to, to realize, hey, you know, those people in that office are not as weird as I thought they were, or they're not, you know, off their rocker they're they're actually you know going towards the same mission and when we realize that we're going towards the same mission but we each have different pieces of that puzzle to get there then we're able to connect those and actually make them uh be much better than just the pieces if they were alone sometimes doesn't it start with the ceo and the upper management folks because sometimes folks will set up a company where they create adversarial positions like the sales guys are um, in one camp, and the um, internal auditors and the uh, and the uh, accountants of you know are in a different camp, and the sales guy will say he's not letting me do my job, so I can't sell this guy. And the accountant says that guy's money's no good, and he's not going to pay you once you sell him. How do you bring those? Because some people, some companies are actually set up that way. Well, and I've actually been in some of those companies, which is actually one of the reasons why I created what I did. And that is because the ones that actually where the CEO is more amenable to make sure everybody's kind of coming together, those companies do well um, and do much better, especially in the long term, than those companies that are more short term minded and really just profit oriented. So if you look at my my company name on the screen, it's Mutual Prosperity. And then the, 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 the reason for that name is that I believe that everybody has a purpose here and everybody does things and thinks differently for reasons, many reasons. And if everybody thought the same, if everybody did the same thing, 
then there wouldn't be any variety in this world. And there wouldn't be any, any way to actually create something that when unified, makes something so completely out of this world that actually solves people's problems. Um, you wouldn't have that inventiveness, that innovation. You wouldn't have the ability to actually tackle problems. I mean, the if you look at the moon landing, um, that was uh, you know a really big uh, project, a big mission for the United States, and it pulled the whole U.S. together. And and, and something really incredible was able to happen with that. So well, that's of course a long time ago, but but that that same type of feeling needs to happen within organizations, whether it's a company, uh, a startup, whether it's a school, a community, you know, even a governmental body. If everybody's actually on the same page, speaking the same language, and they have the people at the top that are actually trying to make it so that everybody's working well together, then things have a much better chance of being successful. You know, I've worked in companies like that as well. I call it the uh, downward spiral. Yes. Where, <laughs> which which in, in my world, I've, I was in the restaurant business. So I've worked with many restaurants that um, were very successful. And then they went away with, they went away from what got them there in the first place because an accountant showed up and said, well, you know how much money we can save if we don't sell cod, if we sell whitefish? It almost tastes the same. It's not as good, but it's close. And somebody buys into that. And so now you're, the customer walks in and he's going, you know, I can't quite put my finger on it, but this just isn't as good as it was last time. Because yeah. it's cod is a particular flavor, and the way, and that's happened. That happened to me in a Mexican restaurant. If you can believe it, somebody came along and sold them on a low-fat cheese in a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff didn't even melt. But uh, there are so, and that one company also went down. So it's important that, that everybody thinks in terms of the same. They want the same quality, the same. And to move in the same direction, um, but it, that's hard to do sometimes, isn't it? It is, and I, I think that the, what's interesting is that you can look at any organization, and uh, it ebbs and flows in regards to you know whether or not they're actually uh, you know uh, synchronizing together well or not. Um, I have this uh, system called um, Sync, S Y N C, and it's synchronize yourself naturally within your community, and basically. You know, the, the synchronized part, you know, is basically to coordinate and align two or more things together um, and making them, them function well. So this is like bridging gaps, um, uh, building a cord, creating a, the consensus that, that goes along with that. It needs to be timely, continual, and it needs to have continuity within the community. And I have different tools in regards to that, which actually come from my time when I was in Japan, because Japan is very well known for their consensus building techniques, such as uh, the Vingi Sato uh, system, which which helps uh, companies build policy within their organization. But they go from the middle managers um, down uh, to the 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 the, the regular uh, workers. Okay, and they they try and get an understanding as to what is actually happening there, and then they um, they they pull it up to the top but as they're going about they're they're taking it to all these different levels and 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 finally when it gets to the top it's already been vetted and the top just has to you know um uh give it their their blessing 
and and everybody's already on board with it. So it takes a little bit more time than than the regular U.S. system of of the top down. But but the the ultimate goal is that you've got buy-in from the beginning and people just start start running with it. And that's why the Japanese have always been really good with their especially uh, mechanical things and, and factory type type activities. Now, so that's can, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, if you look on your screen, you can you can kind of see how you've got it mapped out on how it works. Could you kind of go over that a bit? Sure. So we talked about synchronize. Um, then we have uh, the yourself, which is personalized. Um, and this is to make something individualized or tailored to a specific uh, person's preferences or needs. And so this is where the piece of authenticity comes in place. And that's why I was involved with that, that book on authenticity. And there needs to be a high level of integrity. Uh, there needs to be empathy. The person needs to be empathetic. Um, they need to be kind and caring. And when we're talking about leadership, um, I really believe that they need to be servant leadership. Okay. There, there needs to be somebody who's actually trying to, you know, they're going to go in and, and work as hard as the others, maybe even harder. And, and they're going to try and make it easier for those people to do their jobs. And so it's, it's servant leadership and, and there's continual learning and introspection and constant improvement that comes about with that. And so um, some of the things that I've taken off from here is in, in the Philippines. And I, I don't know, uh, you know, how much in, many people in our audience have, have traveled overseas and everything. But when you go like to the Middle East, where I worked for uh, nine years um, and, and, and other places around the world, uh, there's a lot of people from the Philippines that are in the service industry. And I have always been totally amazed by how happy uh, these people are and how 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 good they are at service and everything and and so I, I i learned about the seven m's of service that they have in the philippines and the m's are all all, all words from tagalog um but 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 you can you can understand that there, there are different things about how you know the customer is important and and how you need to make sure that you're you're thinking ahead and you're 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 um making yourself presentable and and all these different things that, that make things well. So that's where the, the servant leadership and um, and the service side of things come in. And, and if you create yourself that way, then you're able to per personalize this in a, in, a, in a very important way. So then the naturally, um, I, it's naturalized. And so you have to naturalize this. And so how do you naturalize this? You, you're basically establishing you know, a, a foreign species, okay, something foreign going into a new environment. And so. So you're 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 trying to naturalize that, and so how do you do that? You you make it uh, natural, you make it integral, um, you 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 internalize it, and then you recognize the community where it's going to go into, and you appreciate the diversity. So different things that I bring in here are things about intuition, and um, uh, in in Korea there's a thing called nunchi, and this is the Korean art of reading people and situations, and then also. Um, uh, I don't know how many people here have read Sun Tzu, um, The Art of War, and it, it's, a, it's a military um, general who wrote this, but he's really a philosopher. And, and uh, people think, well, Art of War, why would you even be thinking about that type of strategy? Well, he's actually trying to show people how you don't have to fight physically to actually win a war. You're able to do it strategically. And so you need to have this strategy, this, you need to strategize to be able to harmonize to be able to naturalize that into yourself. And then it comes to within your community, and that's the communitize. You need to bring it together 
or organize a group of people into a community. And you know, this involves you know creating a shared sense of of identity, purpose, and responsibility among the individuals. And uh, the community could be your team, your office, your company. It could be a, a political party, a group, a branch of something, a family, a couple, a school, a church. You know, basically, it's an it's a community. It's an ecosystem. And um, and and again, going back to you know, when we were talking about synchronize, how these individuals are all important in the orbs of influence, this is where you pull that back in together and everybody has a purpose, everybody has a place. And so again, the orbs of influence, tackling the curse of Babel, uh, putting those puzzle pieces together in a way that makes sense, um, taking down silos and reconfiguring tribes. And so those are the the, the tribe tribal aspects or things that I learned when I was in the Middle East. and and um, and how you need to work with people and, and respect them, okay, in a way that they can can respect you and, and bring things together. So ultimately, um, what this whole thing brings together is it democratizes things and it makes things accessible or available to a wider range of people. So everybody feels like they're a part of the whole and that they each have a piece of the puzzle and they basically get excited and they get bought into the situation. When you do that, you're able to actually, you know, pull people together and actually pull things out of them that you couldn't do before. That's a really interesting system. Um, but it starts with, and I like the way that you've got this look, this working, it starts with yourself. And one of the things that you talk about is that I find kind of lacking right now is integrity, kindness, being uh, affable to other ways of looking at things and not not being so uh, set in our ways and thinking about the other, that they don't believe the same things that I do. Whereas if you stop and look and really try and understand where they're coming from, you have a much better shot. Do you agree with that? Oh, I totally agree. And I'm really excited that you, you get what I'm trying to convey here, that it's somehow coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and because, you know, one of the things is uh, integrity, honesty, um, caring, um, that that is in some cases, that's an art form. In, in some organizations like the, an organization, the sales organization that I was part of, um, honesty and integrity were not words that they used because in order to be a successful salesman and to make more money, you had to act without integrity in some cases to some customers because you were charging them more than you were charging another customer for the same exact product mm -hmm. and then lying to them about that sure a company so, can't have integrity when you're they're asking you to lie well so i've been in sales my whole life um and i've, I've sold clothes and jewelry and um and automobiles you know when i was at college uh, in high school uh and then uh my my career has really been uh, in technology transfer and basically what that is is taking all those research results from uh, research universities that are paid for by the government um uh and 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 everything is trying to make it something that's valuable for um for people to use it's solving um, it's solving societal problems and so but the only way you can solve those problems is to actually take these technologies that were developed and 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 hand them over to an, uh, an entrepreneur or to a company and have them do the, the, 
the further development to make sure that technology actually can become uh, like uh, a, a piece of a, of a phone. So if you look at your, your, um, your smartphone, um, the GPS system, the touchscreen, uh, the magnetic um, charging stations, those all came from technology transfer. Those came from university technology, okay, from in inventors in universities that then was licensed out to an Apple or a Samsung or some other entrepreneur. And, and that's how societal problems are actually solved. Um, and that actually came about because we have some really cool systems within um, our, our economic uh, and, and political system where we have the Bayh-Dole Act. And this is getting a little bit technical, but the Bayh-Dole Act was in 1980. And this is when uh, Senator Birch Bayh and Bob Dole uh, reached across the aisle. They're both uh, a Democrat and a Republican, respectively. And they reached across the aisle and they said, hey, we have all this money that's going in from the federal government and it's just sitting on shelves. And the reason it was sitting on shelves was because the, um, the government owned all the technology that was developed under that funding. Well, the Bayh-Dole Act allowed these universities to then own the technology as long as they made a commitment to try and get it out to solve people's problems and then license it to companies. And so, so with being able to do that, they were able to actually uh, bridge uh, across the aisle and, and actually come to commonality between the two parties uh, to solve a problem that actually catapulted the US into being the innovation engine that it is today. I mean, you look at, at many of the innovative companies uh, and the majority of them are coming from the United States. And there's a reason for that because of this law. So getting back to um, where we're at today, when I was looking at, um, at, at COVID and, and I was watching how COVID was really tearing up our society. And um, if these politicians really cared about the individuals, okay, the people, um, they would have, have maybe tried to approach it in more of a way that I'm trying to, to present here. And that is you, you try to empathize with people, you try to help get people on the same page, speaking the same language and have integrity and authenticity in regards to why we're doing certain things. Why are we wearing masks? Why are we getting um, you know, the, the vaccines and everything? And if you're able to, to do that and actually show you care you're able to pull them together and maybe we wouldn't have had so much so many problems with this um and so i really believe that um that you know leaders are are uh very very important in regards to how they approach things and if they going back to your your idea of a, a company that's that's selling something and they're selling something to somebody for one price and somebody else for another price and uh you know, maybe if it's the same thing, that's not good, but maybe they're, they're providing something extra to somebody else. And that's why it's a little bit more expensive and they're, they're not providing the same thing to another person. That's why it's cheaper. So if that's the reason, then that that's, that's high integrity and that's authentic. But if they're doing it, they're, they're just trying to screw people over. Um, then, then it's not, it's not going to last very long. And I've been in companies where, you know, they, they were really intent on just getting you know as much as they could for that moment and not so much you know thinking about what's going to happen in 10 years and and a couple of those companies are just not around anymore um you know they 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 ultimately lost 
lost their momentum uh, and lost uh, their market because people didn't trust them anymore. And um, and and I I once I realized what they were like, I decided I wanted to get out get out of those companies and and you know doing something that was more meaningful and everything. But it was from the top, uh, and, and uh, you need to have that that idea that the leaders um, are supporting the 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 people that, that they represent in that that service mode and then then the people that are underneath them will will want to come through so another thing that happened with covid was uh the great resignation and uh the great resignation was coming about because people were not feeling like they were being appreciated within their or their companies or their organizations and that you know even though they were doing a job and and you know punching the clock every day uh they just weren't very happy with those jobs and it's because they weren't they weren't uh, given the keys to actually do their job the way they needed to, they weren't listened to in regards to how to make that work better and and work more uh, to facilitate with other groups. And and these groups were just like what you're saying. They were they were kind of um, tagged to to go against each other. You know, somehow this competition uh, mode is is thought of as as being something um, you know that will will help the company succeed, but I think it's actually the opposite. If you if you actually get people to work together and they they see that vision, and that vision is is this certain thing, and everybody sees how their piece goes into that, and then they try to figure out how they actually make it work better, then they're able to get something that's very meaningful, and everybody starts to appreciate their job. They feel appreciated. When they feel appreciated, they want to work harder, and when they work harder, then the company succeeds. And then ultimately everybody gets rewarded for that. And that's that mutual, mutually prosperous um, society that I'm, I'm thinking about. Well, and it, it really works. By the way, there's a quote that I've got up here on the screen. And I don't know if you know who this gentleman is. Uh, his <laughs> name is uh, John Taylor McIntyre. Um, mm -hmm. And he's the C CEO of Mutual Prosperity. Do you know who that guy is? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he says, leaders do best with supporters who completely adopt the agenda. Supporters become diehard advocates when leaders shape conditions that inspire conviction. It's all about gaining buy-in. Uh, I couldn't agree more. And in a, in a real small way, uh, when I was general manager of a restaurant, the, the, a, one of those, it was a Mexican restaurant. Um, and I brought everybody together for a meeting. I considered the two most important um, positions on the staff was the dishwasher and the hostess. Mm. And people would say, no, well, the hostess, she's just, you know, uh, maybe a pretty gal or whatever, and she just stands up at the front. And the dishwasher, you never see him, and he's in the back. But if you don't have a great dishwasher, the dishes won't be clean. If the dishes aren't clean, you can't serve the customer. If the first impression of a customer when they walk in the door is somebody who's not very friendly as a hostess, you have an immediate negative perception of that place. So it isn't the people that make the most money because these people don't make the most money, but it's the ones that need to be um, taken care of because, and then great dishwashers become great cooks. Uh, great hostesses become great waitresses. Um, and it, so it becomes a, a family um, type thing and, and everybody works together for the betterment of the entire operation. Was Is that brilliant or is that brilliant? 
That's brilliant. And and let me, I have a little anecdote that goes along with that from what I learned in Japan. Um, so uh, Japanese are very known, very well known for their gift giving. And um, their gifts are usually very nice. But uh, what happens is that the packaging that they have is even nicer. And so they they believe that anything from start to finish needs to be completely finished. It, it's nothing is frayed. Nothing is left un, unguarded. So if you have a package that is beautifully um, wrapped and, uh, and, and it's something that somebody's going to be excited because they see this box, it's beautifully wrapped, then they open it up and every, everything that they open up is, is just you know, exciting for them. And then they get to the, the, the actual gift and the gift itself is, is beautiful. But the packaging itself is just so important. So that's where you're talking about the, the hostess and the, the dishwasher. Um, they're part of that packaging. The dishwasher, if they're doing their job well, then, then the dishes are all gonna be clean, sparkling. The tables are gonna look nice. And then the hostesses are the one that, that are at the present, the, the, they're, they're presenting um, the people to the restaurant and um, they're the present they're being, it's being, they're the ones that are helping the, the wrapping come undone and, and slowly but surely, but you have all these different pieces. So I couldn't um, agree any more than, with you than what you said, because that's, that's absolutely true. Um, everybody from, uh, you know, everybody inside the organization is important. And it's oftentimes these ones that have these, these uh, what seemingly minor details that are, that are actually the most important to make people actually appreciate that restaurant in the case that you were talking about. And and everybody recognized that. And when I explained it to everybody that way, they got it. And they and we had buy-in because the waitresses were saying, you know, I hate it when I have to come in and wipe down all the silverware in my section because all of it's dirty and replace half of it because the dishwasher's not doing their job. Um, it, or or I get to a table and that and the person says, your hostess is a bitch. Excuse the expression, but goodness gracious. Everybody appreciates that because the whole idea is to make as much money for everybody in the building as possible. And the only way to do that is to bring more customers into the building. Yeah. And so these um, going back to my example about the Filipinos, um, they're, you know, they're the ones who would be doing the hostessing and the dishwashing and everything in these different organizations, you know, um, uh, you know, these big hotels and stuff when I was in, in um, the Middle East and, and, and we're not. Um, so they're, 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 they're trained to actually take pride in, in their activities and, and because they take pride in that and because they're happy about it and they're, they're trying to be service oriented um, and, and to, to actually make it part of themselves, to give of themselves to somebody else, the, the attitude is just um, uh, invigorating and, you know, it's just, you know, you, you just want to, you know, appreciate them. I remember when I was in, in Doha, um, and I was at this, uh, um, I was at a mall and I went to this sandwich shop and um, uh, uh, the shop wasn't very busy. And uh, the, I had ordered my sandwich and there was only one person there. And uh, the, this guy, he was a Filipino and uh, he got, took my order and he was very nice about that. But when he was actually making my sandwich, okay, it was very artistic, okay. The way he was putting everything together, the way he put the mayonnaise on, the way he put the vegetables on and the meat and and every single part of it. And he was taking so much pride in putting this thing together 
that uh, although the sandwich cost me like $4, okay, I gave him a $10 tip because I was so appreciative of how much he took of himself to make that be something that um, was momentous. It was not just, you know, something thrown together, but it was something that he would even want to eat. Okay. And you could tell that he was, that he was making it in the regards to as, as a piece of art. And, and it really was a piece of art. It really touched my heart. And, and I've taken that, that idea and I, I want to incorporate that more in myself. Um, and I don't know that I'm as good as he is, but, but I'm trying to get there. And I think that for, for how little that person is paid being this sandwich maker in this uh, big chain of restaurants, um, you know, he was so important that, that I actually went and, and let the manager know that, that what had happened. And, and, you know, hopefully that was helpful to, to him and everything. But I think that's where we need to be showing appreciation to everybody that's around us, people that are servicing us, people that we're, um, we're working with, we need to make sure that there's this uh, give and take and that we're always um, not just taking from them and saying, you do this, you do that, you know, and I want it this way and oh, that's not right. No, say, hey, this is great, you know, but maybe we, we need to change this a little bit here. And you know, the reason for this is because of this and, and but I'm really appreciative of what you're doing. And if we show that type of, of appreciation, we're going to be that much better as a community and everything. And and maybe maybe if we're able to put this into our own own lives, um, this political divide that we have right now, which is totally eating us apart, um, you know, maybe we can actually see where where we have more commonalities than we have that are differences. And those commonalities are what we need to pull together. It's what senators Bai and Dole did when they went across the aisle, and they created this innovation ecosystem within the United States that people, um, they, 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 they want. So I actually went to, I, I worked for the Japanese um, government, the Japanese patent office, and helped them put together a technology transfer office in Kobe after the big earthquake there. And this was their way of, 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 of helping to evolve things. Once they got the physical infrastructural things put in place, you know, they got it all you know, cleaned up, they got rebuilt because it was just completely demolished. Uh, now they had to work on the economy. And so Japan actually adopted a Bayh-Dole Act equivalent for Japan because they wanted to have that same type of, of innovation ecosystem uh, developed for them. And so that was a really clear indication to me that there are some things that are being done right, okay? And we need to make sure that we are keeping those things intact but that we're utilizing those tools that we have uh, to to make sure that 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 our personal lives and our our group lives and our communities are actually growing and that we're we're giving to each other and and we're able to uh, take from each other something that becomes better because these puzzle pieces all are are meshing well together. I I love what you're saying and and I know you've worked all over the world and. It hurts. It hurts me to say that I don't think that we, speaking of the United States of America, is right now acting in our best interest, in our best self, for all of us working together, moving forward. A lot of us don't take pride in the work that we do. 
um, that we don't take, you know, regardless of what it is, making is making a sandwich into a work of art. If you look at it, if you have that perspective, rather than slapping together something that costs four dollars and fifty cents, um, it changes things. It changes who you are. Um, why don't we? And you, like I said, you've been all over the world. You've been in the Middle East. You've been in Asia. Uh, why are we having such a tough time here right now? Do you think? Well, I think it's a couple things. Um, I think that uh, social media has a big part to deal with what's happened the last 10, 15 years, okay? Um, because that's when the downfall really started happening because social media makes it so that we're always trying to compare ourselves with others. And so so when we compare, um, we're not comparing equals to equals. We're comparing, you know, somebody who happens to be really expert in something, and then we don't feel like we're expert, and so we feel like we have to tear them down. And uh, so there's something wrong with that mentality. You know, social media should be something where we're actually, you know, genuinely telling, you know, um, our stories, uh, telling, you know, our problems, telling our successes. Um, telling, you know, uh, about ourselves, but then we're also listening to others as they're telling about themselves and that we're we're each cheering everybody on. And you don't see that very much in social media. Now you do in certain groups, but but when you get different polar opposites, um, then all of a sudden we're tearing, we're always just tearing people apart rather than building people up. And so I, I, this positive talk radio, um, which you have, uh, is, is, a, is a great aspect of of social media, okay. So it's it's trying to get social media on the right track by by having discussions like this that that help us um, understand, you know, what value each person has and and how we can get on the same page and and how we can you know recognize you know where where we go together as as a as a community and and so so you know it, it's it's a it's a give and take but but it's kind of gone off on this um this really wild track where you know. We have to uh, hit things, and we have a cancellation co uh, culture, and and uh, you know cancel culture, and and everything. I think we've gotten away from what made America great in the first place. And uh, although there are some things that need to change, it doesn't mean we need to throw away the system. We need to work with those things that need to change, recognize the blessings that we have because of the freedoms we have, and figure out how we make it so that everybody feels more a part of the fabric of America as they should. And that's what hasn't been there. And we need to pull people together in unity rather than 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 showing, you know, all these differences and why one group is worse than than somebody else and, and how they had what they had to do with making things bad. What we need to do is try and figure out how we can all work together to um, make things sync uh, and 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 communitize things so that we're actually on the same page and i love the work that you're doing by the way with with sync and and uh when we're going to go over that again in a moment but i did want to point this out and you're right it is social media but one of the things about social media that's got to change is they set it up to get this done to, to get this to happen and yes. they, they set it up by creating the click system is what i call it which means that the more clicks that you get for a particular point of view or something that you say, regardless of whether or not you're an expert in your field or not. Or whether it's true or not. <laughs> or whether what? 
whether it's true or not. <laughs> or whether it's, well, oftentimes, in, the more sensational it is, the more clicks that you get. And yeah. the more clicks that you get, the more money that you're liable to make. And so we are incentivizing people to lie, to exaggerate, to tell untruths and things like that. As an example, you remember John F. Kennedy Jr. who died in the plane accident. There are people online that are telling other people who are listening to them that he's still alive and he's going to become Donald Trump's vice president. And it's like, oh, come on, please, really? Um, but it's all because of the clicks and it's all because of what they think that they can make as long as nobody holds them accountable. And doesn't, that go back to, doesn't that go back to what you were talking about with salespeople? Um, yes. You know, you know, salespeople, all they want to do, you know, if if somebody's only thinking about how much they can sell and how much they can make, then it doesn't really matter to them what they say. And we see that in our politics on both sides of the aisle right now. You know, there's all these accusations going across and and everything. And a lot of it's not even true. And, you know, what we need to do is is get people back into being, you know, uh, you know, centered on uh on issues that um have high integrity and have authenticity and 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 that will will bring us back to you know a place where we can actually uh rectify some of these uh relationship issues that we have if we if you believe that integrity is not important and you are willing to say anything that you can to bolster your point of view um and you don't care about the truthfulness of it or the integrity that you're displaying because of it, um, then, and if it's happening at the highest levels of our government, of, of the people that we have elected, then it's okay that somehow, I, I don't understand this part, but somehow that makes it okay for everybody else to do it. And, and I think that long-term, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come to roost that, that we've got to change that, which is why I love having you on the show because um, your system is working for, and will succeed if people will just do it. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And I wanted to get back to the authenticity part because authenticity is really, you know, something that we have to do internally. Um, so when, uh, when I was in... Um, again, Doha in, in, in Qatar, um, I, I was at a grocery store one day and, um, you know, in, in the Middle East, a lot of the countries, you know, their populations, uh, their national populations are 10% of the population and then everybody else, 90% is, is people from all over the place. And so um, I was in a, in a line to uh, get my vegetables weighed. So you, you get your vegetables and then you have to go to a weighing counter and then they weigh it and they, they, they price it. And then you, then you take that, all that stuff with your other stuff you purchased to the, the cash register. And so, so you have to wait in these lines, but um, uh, everybody is not like they are in the West, um, in the U S or the UK or Canada, whatnot, where you kind of automatically get in a line and, and you know where you're at and everything, but people were trying to, to get in front of them and everything. And, and uh, one thing that I learned, but because I did something that I'm not proud of, and that was that I called somebody out and said, Hey, you know, you're not in line here. These other people and myself are in line before you. And then I kept on calling him out and saying, Hey, you know, you need to go back. But he was, 
he he reverted and and just kind of like said stop it you know don't say anything and i i realized that i actually made him lose face okay and so it would have been better for me to actually tap him on the shoulder personally tell him that you know hey everybody else is waiting here too everybody else has something else someplace else they need to be but if i would have done that then he wouldn't have felt bad and now maybe he feels bad towards me or towards americans and and so so i realized that uh as i was understanding the cultures more um and this goes back into you know uh the silo thinking and the tribal thinking and and everything how you need to make sure that 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 people are able to actually save face even in the fact that they have made a mistake and so what we have in our world right now is that you know you know one side wants to say that somebody's done something wrong because they actually don't like the other things that they're saying okay and uh and they're pointing everything out but the fact of the matter is is that, that if we're always pointing out the negative we're never going to get to the positive and 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 the fact is that they tell the po the negative but they never tell the positive of what's going on and we need to be balanced in those types of efforts so another thing that i have my my sync uh thing says developing ecosystems with sync but i also ha have uh balancing um ecosystems with sync so so it's it's this, it's the same thing you've got to balance things out you need to you, you don't see that on the, the website or anything but that's another thing that i use in my in my um my teaching and my coaching is that that there needs to be a level of balance and that balance needs to point out the truth but you don't have to be negative about it you don't have to um tell people um outright like i was doing there and i was being a karen maybe um and and i i realized that i i you know that was that was it was ugly and and uh and so we have to recognize within ourselves that we have things to clean up and if we don't clean those things up how can we expect others to clean up their stuff and it's it's through our examples and our caring and our empathy that actually helps pull people together and i think that's how we actually uh clean this the societal part up we 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 show people that we care and then if they feel like they're being cared for then they're going to start caring for you but also for others so it, it it's it's contagious and that's and it's contagious the opposite way too, but we need to get that contagion into a point where it's it's a good contagion and that we're bringing good into the world rather than bringing this negativity. It is, and it is so hard right now because there are people who, and it, there, are, there are people that say things just because they want to be sensational, but there are other people who actually believe some of the things, some of the falsehoods that are being being told to them and so it's important that we all take a step back, take a deep breath, do the research, find out why, and and not just say, I saw it on the internet, so that's why you got to, there used to be something called an encyclopedia, and you, you know, you can go and look at various sources, never, you know, a good journalist will never take a one source story and run with it. They Absolutely. always look for two, three, four sources to corroborate that the story is true mo or mostly true. Um, um, and it's important that we all do that. And it, until we it, and it's important for you and I to have a discussion like this because yeah. we can help people realize maybe 
that there's a different way and that they can care for one another, even if we don't all agree. We don't have to all agree. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We may not agree on the details about how we get there, but we can agree on the the ultimate goal that we have and 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 agree on maybe a, a mode of going forward to do that and then agree on you know where we can you know um allow some uh personality to come in or 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 differences to 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 show up but it's those differences again that i believe are the reason why each one of us is different okay if we were all the same we would be boring if we were all the same we would not have all the products and services that we do okay we are right. we are we are different for reasons and those reasons have got to be accentuated and people have got to be appreciated for um the the, the part that they're playing within their organization and within their community um and as as we as we recognize those differences and and appreciate the differences and what they're doing then we're able to actually help those people feel good about themselves and again that's that mutually prosperous um attitude that we that we can create when even though you know a ceo makes you know so much more money than than one of the lower workers um they can all feel like they're part of the whole and they can feel like they're they've they've really produced something if they feel like they're being appreciated Exactly. And uh, like the the auto worker strike that's going on right now is a prime example of people that are looking at CEOs that are making $30 million and they're not making they're making what they were making before and maybe 5% a year. And they just don't fundamentally feel that that's fair. And they're probably right. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, well, and I, he's, go ahead. So I, I <laughs> you know, when I don't know how we actually solve this issue, but um, you know you have these uh, these entrepreneurs who do something really creative. So another uh, technology transfer story is actually Google, and uh, Google came from Stanford University, and uh, the Stanford boys, uh, the Google boys, they they created this algorithm, and the algorithm it was patented, and and this is what created you know Google what it is today as a two point one trillion dollar company that puts it at the valuation of the tenth economy in the world, which is Korea. Okay, so Jeez. so you think about the wealth that these individuals have, okay, compared to the others, um, but they didn't do this themselves. They came up with the spark of the idea, which was really really important. They came up with the leadership to actually get that thing to put to be put together and 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 everything. So there should be some value placed on them because. This is used all over the world, but all the people that were underneath them, they need to be appreciated. And, I, and Google's pretty good at, at showing appreciation to their people, you know, with with the different uh, benefits that they have and everything. But still, there needs to be some way of, um, of of making that divide less visible. Or you know, why does uh, why does why does why do some people need to have, you know, the the amount that a com- country would be making? You know, in their bank, um, you know, there there needs to be you know something there, and I'm not saying that, that that we should tax them, you know, incredible amounts, but there should be something where when we're getting something from society, which is all these people working for us, 
and building something, then we should be giving something back to society that is actually beneficial to them rather than continuing to buy those yachts and, and whatnot. It, it's, it, 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 it should be something where, again, it's mutually prosperous. And it doesn't have to be equal, but it does need to be something that um, people feel appreciated. And that appreciation does come in the form of, of money and benefits and things. But there needs to be some way to help people feel like they're really being uh, appreciated for their part of the puzzle, which has made that that great wealth for that company. You know, there's a was a presidential candidate several years ago when they were talking about the fact that he didn't pay any taxes. And he said, well, you know, I'm just good at manipulating the system. And and I was thinking to myself, OK, so you built this company. You didn't build the roads. You, that, the, that your employees drive on to get to the company. You, they, you didn't build the electrical grid so that the company, so that the employees could have a nice warm house to live in and have warm water to shower so that they could take a shower and come to your facility. So there's lots of things that you did not pay for that you're taking advantage of that, that ultimately you should be willing to give back a piece. Uh, at least that's, that's my viewpoint. Yeah, so, but that same person, I believe I know who you're talking about, um, he was saying that that everybody else that's in that 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 class in the lead, they're doing the very same thing, you know. So it's not that that person is doing it themselves. It's that that's just the way that the system is made. And so the system does need to change um, because there's no reason why somebody shouldn't use the system the way that it was created. But the system itself is flawed. Yeah, and and yet at the same time, we can't get. Uh, a hundred people in a room, or in this case, 500 people in a room and get them all to agree on anything. Um, it was, did you ever watch uh, Braveheart? Yes. Yep. One of my favorite lines in that movie is they can't agree on the color of shit. And, uh, and that's, (laughs) I I can say that because this is not FCC regulated, but yeah, but you know, but that's that's where we're at now. They can't agree on the color of shit, so nobody's going to agree on much of anything. Yep. No, I, I that's I totally agree with that. But I think that again, going back to the the sync uh, philosophy and this methodology, um, if we we put it down to you know the real basic parts, you know, you're trying to um, synchronize things so that you've got. The, the community, you're bridging gaps, you're you're building the accord, you're creating this consensus, and you're doing that from uh, starting with yourself as the person, and and you're 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 starting from a point of trying to have high integrity and, and authenticity, and uh, being empathetic and helping people understand, you know, how important it is to be kind and caring and to be a servant leader, and uh, and then that introspection that we have, you know, being able to recognize when we make a flaw. So like I I I, I made a mistake. I need to I need to you know correct that because um, it, it hurts somebody else. And then then you need to naturalize that by by um, you know uh, making it integral and and, and and internal and and recognizing the community and, and strategizing in regards to how you actually make that happen and appreciate that diversity. And it's that strategy that's going to pull that diversity together. And then you need to communitize that. And the communitizing is is actually you know, building the team, building the office, building the company, you know, making sure that everybody's getting on the same page. Um, everybody has a purpose here on earth. You know, let's make sure that everybody feels like they have a place and they feel like they're, they're being appreciated. 
And, and by doing that, we're able to actually create um, a system that actually creates value on top of itself um, and, and augments everybody in, in, the, in, the, in the midterm as we go towards the long term for this mutually prosperous society. And, uh, you know, I, um, who was it? Uh, somebody said something. Uh, oh, <laughs> the gospel according to Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> right, be- right before he goes into uh, um, the song Born to Run, um, he says, um, nobody's going to make it unless everybody makes it. Um, and that that is a real, you know, it, none of us is going to be able to make it to where we want to go individually. It takes a village, it's collective, and we all need to work together for the betterment of everybody. And if we did that, when we do that, because I believe that we are going to do that, may be a while, but I it's going to be people like you, people like me, that are going to make some things like that happen. John, if somebody wants to work with you, if somebody wants to um, you to coach them and to help them develop their own sync system in their business or their personal life, how do they get a hold of you? So at uh, www.mutualprosperity.com is my website, and that has all the different uh, tools, different services that I provide. And yes, and you can get a hold of him and, and it's, it's, I highly recommend it because you, you have been around the world. I think that your way of looking at things is very forward thinking. And it's, it's something that does have to, it will happen over time naturally, because if, when something doesn't, doesn't work for long enough, people make the decision to change it. I just don't want it to be go down that rabbit hole so far that it takes a while to come back. Absolutely. I, I, I agree with you totally. So I thank you very much for being here. And we, you're going to need to come back, John Taylor, and, uh, and we're going to have to talk more. Will you do that? Oh, absolutely. I really appreciate it, Kevin. And I, I appreciate, you know, Positive Talk Radio, your show and everything. It's, it's, it's awesome to, to be able to talk positive and actually try to bring some uh, – some brightness to the world. Well, together and with all of us, we can do it. We just have to make that decision that we're going to. And if once we make that decision and uh, and start moving forward, I think change will be quick. It'll be exciting, and and nobody needs to be left behind. I totally agree. So, John, thank you so much. If you wait right there, I'll be right back. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember... Be kind to one another because each other's all we got.